Hello, friend. My name is Lane Kennedy, and this is Your Intuition Knows. Thank you for joining me. This is a podcast about exploring life and slowing down from today's super connected, overcommitted busyness. In these episodes, I will show up and share practical tools, small inspirations, pieces of conversations, connection with others, and hope that just for today, if you take a moment, a time out, and breathe, that your life will change. Yep. One slow breath, one pause can change everything. I dare you to hang out with me. Let's change the world. Let's change your world one breath, one moment at a time. Welcome to the show. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. So good to be with you. Another juicy conversation with you. My name is Lane Kennedy, and this is Your Intuition Knows. And today, I'm on air. I'm live here with Nadia Diamante. And let me tell you, this conversation is going to roll. We're going to get deep. I can already tell. I'm feeling the vibe. (laughs) Nadia, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me on your show. Yes. Just so everyone knows, if you hear sounds in the background, I'm making breakfast. Yum. <laughs> Modern girl. Yes. Well, thank you for taking the time with me. Uh, I really, I love conversations about Yoga Nidra and about just what people are doing in their lives, right? On this spiritual path that everyone is walking. And before we get started, I want you to share a little bit just about like who, who is Nadia? Just get our listeners familiar with who you are today. Okay. This is a tough question since I'm a Gemini. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, who is Nadia today? Yeah, just today. Um, So just in the scope of who I am through the things that I love, I remember our conversation before, I love music. I'm a huge um, music fan and I infuse everything I do with this love of music. Um, I'm also a yoga nidra guide, kundalini yoga teacher, certified therapist, um, psychic medium. <laughs> and uh, this is just today. Uh, yeah. And I am, um, I grew up in a family that was very um, spiritual um, as a Roman Catholic. And then my mom converted to Judaism and all this other stuff. So I have very diverse um, background in spirituality. And then my dad's side was a Syrian Iranian. So they were sort of like um, wanderers. I don't want to use the, the G word anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I grew up with them. Um, spirituality and mysticism all around me and tea yeah. readings, coffee readings, Whoa. the whole, the whole night, the whole night. <laughs> okay. I love so, that. Yeah. You, you, oh, wow. Like I said, a lot, there's a lot, there's, there's a lot, a lot. there's a lot in this little being. I love it so much. Okay. So first things first, because I have to ask because people, people are like, okay, Kundalini. What's with the kundalini? What's with it? Yeah, what's with the kundalini? Is that your first thing? Is that no, your go-to practice? It used to be, and now I think yoga nidra for sure is my go-to practice. But 
when I was working in the music industry, I would have really long days. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's one of those jobs where I was like working all day and then I was kind of required in a way. And I you know people are like, oh, poor you. But I was kind of required to go to shows and festivals and stuff like that. So it was like a full time, almost, almost felt like a 24 hour thing. And I really needed a practice to go to. So I had managed yoga studios when I was in college and then my uh, manager, my like regional manager had given me um, like a gift certificate to a Kundalini studio because I wasn't doing asana yoga, even though I was managing a yoga studio. So I went and I was like, wow, this is so rock and roll. People, there was, this is like, so, and I, this is so ritualistic. There's like people here in their white robes and, you know, it's just kooky and crazy and weird and absurd. And I liked it. I didn't even know what I was doing or why I was doing it. I was just like, this is different. And I like different. Mm -hmm. So I did it. And then I couldn't do it anymore because I was broke. Um, but then, yeah, when I was working in the music industry, I came back to it and I was like, I would joke that I was like the goth in the back of the um, Kundalini studio where everyone's wearing white I was wearing all black and I had like oh purple God. hair and it just completely changed me in many ways I had a lot of anger and sadness and um it just shifted the energy like wrung me out like a like a you know yeah. dishcloth and yeah. then when I discovered yoga nidra I was like okay once you get wrung out this is a thing that like you get thrown in the washing machine and then dry. So, oh my God. you know, so, so I, do teach, I do teach fusion classes where it's Kundalini in the beginning and then yoga nidra at the end. And people love those ones I bet more than they love, like just one or the other, the, mm -hmm. the Kundalini mm -hmm. and the yoga nidra together. It's very mm -hmm. um, powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to your music career because it sounds like mm -hmm. you come from the music career and, and, I lived in Hollywood for a while and I was in the music industry with not me personally, but I was with somebody in the music industry and I dated all these crazy musicians and the hours and the lifestyle of a musician is just bananas. So how long were you doing that? Um, I worked in the music industry from 19 until uh, let's just say <laughs> 12 years maybe 12 years a decade, a decade. Yeah. yeah like so so by the time so i guess by the time you find this kundalini or this this practice you're like thank god like your soul is probably like yay i don't have to do that anymore yeah and right? i did a lot of hard partying and uh -huh. um you know, really hard partying. And then when I discovered Kundalini, I couldn't do it anymore. And right. I was pretty upset, actually. I was like, wow, I can't even drink anymore. Like, right. what is right. wrong? Right. But the energy had shifted and moved so much that, that it was like, I would rather wake up at seven in the morning to go to roll into a Kundalini class than like on a Saturday than like wake up hungover. Oh, God, right. So juicy. So you started on this Kundalini uh, little magical walk. You got wrung out. You found mm -hmm. your way to the mat with the yoga nidra. Yes. And this is where I think things get interesting is because I hear this so often that 
you know, I, I did this practice. I did this practice in my own experience too. I mean, I'm two decades into meditation and thinking I know how to meditate and all this. And then I find yoga nidra and I'm like, what the heck just happened? So let's go back to the experience that you were like, whoa, okay, wait a minute. Something's different here. So I would, I actually found yoga nidra before Kundalini. Um, when I was working at that yoga studio, I showed up Mm. I basically, I worked at Yoga Works in LA and I managed one and I went to a different studio, different Yoga Works. And I showed up for a class that I thought was like a moon flow or because it was Yoga Nidra and I looked uh-huh. it up uh-huh. and um, then we got there and there she was like, lay down. I'm like, um, what's happening here? And I remember the first time that um, I did it, I was like, I hate this. Cause I was young and like wanted to move around. I wanted to move my body and I, sweat. And I couldn't, yeah, I want to sweat and do something else. And I just never went back to that teacher, but I think it was like three or four months later, I just kept thinking like, I have to do yoga nidra. I have to do yoga nidra. Mm-hmm. And I just felt this like thing where I needed to keep doing it. So I found her website. She had a bunch of recordings on this, like really, shitty like geo cities page (laughs) (laughs) yes so i would do the same recording all the time Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. i thought was bad but now that you know jana said like it's good to keep doing the same practice over and over again um and i was like this is so totally different and i wouldn't dip into it all the time but i would dip into it whenever i felt like the call to come back to nidra or i felt like a regular meditation practice wasn't Mm-hmm. working for me and it was just something that was like transient it didn't grab me right away so it was years and years and years before I felt like comfortable enough to actually go deeper into the nidra state because I'm the kind of person that when I lay on the mat or everyone else is like z- like zinning out or floating or in ecstasy I'm like all my anxieties come up <laughs> Really? So I didn't really like, I didn't like the feeling of being in it. Even when I was doing the training with Jana, everyone else was falling asleep. And I was like, like in my mind, like making, I always joke, like I, like meditation is the time where I create outfits in my mind. Uh uh And so I was making a lot of outfits. I was like putting a lot of like imaginary clothes into imaginary add to like adding to carts. (laughs) Um, And, um, yeah, so essentially, I when I met Jana, I met her doing during like a Kundalini training, and she was put into my group, and we were leading different. Uh, I remember listening to her, and she was fusing astrology with the Kundalini, and Jana's not that much older than me, but she seemed so much more mature. <laughs> and like grounded and confident and I was like I want whatever that woman is on yeah so um then I started doing Jenna's nidras and I fell in love with the practice in a different way like I had even been to workshops with Rod Stryker and like Tracy Stanley and all these other yoga nidra greats and like just didn't feel the same thing and then it was with the connection to Jana. Maybe it was because it was like a personal connection there, but yeah, then the practice became super powerful for me. Okay. There's something about the teacher. 
Mm-hmm. Right. This mm-hmm. is a, this is a, such a common theme that I hear. Of, I lay down. I listen to somebody, and I listened again and again and again. Like you listen to that one on the geo site. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's something about finding your person, and each guide. It's like we're out here. And we each have our own flair, our each per, you know, our each little star that we're shining out there, and people find us, right? You found your your guide, your your star, right? People find you because there's yeah. a there is a frequency that each of us carry, and I think that all of the need your guides have are we're at a frequency. And we're kind of beaming that light out for others to find and hear and see. And so each guide has a different, for lack of a better term, flavor. And so there's the astro, right? Nidras. Mm -hmm. You you have this specialty that I want to kind of dig into. Yeah. I'm super curious because again, we're carrying this frequency that we want to bring in and attract more, more people, right? We want to like, this practice is so transformational. And so what are you doing with your practices right now? What does that like look like for people who are out there in the world looking for a practice to light them up and engage them? Um, I, I, you know, I talked about at the beginning of this episode about my love for music um, and being in the music industry. And I have, uh, it's such a huge thing for me. I'm such so pulled into like a musical sonic dreamscape mm. that it can, for me, music is like drugs. It can change everything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I started, when I was like, what is it about me that makes me me and mm-hmm. it's it's just the constant playlist in my life for every <laughs> every major events like what was I listening to other people have like really vivid memories of the time for me they're more like vague and esoteric but I will never forget the song yep I will never forget the band that I was watching or the the and so I was like well how can I evoke this feeling in yoga nidra for other people so I tried different ways to do it and it just didn't fit as well as just literally going straight to the music straight to the musicians that inspire Mm -hmm. me and sort of um being inspired or pulling from them in ways that um yeah in ways that made sense so i started when i i was doing these ascended masters of music workshops in la which would be a lecture about the spiritual backgrounds of different musicians. And so at that time it was Ascended Masters, people had passed on. So it was Bowie, Prince, Freddie Mercury. I had one for Amy Winehouse in development too. And then it would be, then it would be Kundalini um, to the playlist of the artist. And then it would be a Yoga Nidra, or I would call it a Rhapsody, where you would um, be connected to that. It was, it was like channeling. So it would be the, the structure of Yoga Nidra, but then you would channel the, the musician in. And so, for example, in the Prince one, you would be backstage at Paisley Park in the imagery mm-hmm. portion and go into a closet and pick out the costume that best represents oh. you. 
Um, and I felt like when I was doing these, I was like, I am, because I'm also a medium and a channel. I was like, wow, I really am channeling. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can feel the musician inside of my body wow. in such an extreme way. And it was passed down throughout the class. Like everyone could feel it coming in. And so from there, I was like, I have to do this as mm-hmm. just a huge part of the way I construct Nidra. So mm-hmm. I yeah. So I, I, yeah, <laughs> this thing, this like thrills me to death. You have no idea. You guys, this is like epic because I am a huge music fan like Nadia. And if, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably really into music as well. Uh, music is something that moves us it evokes us. It changes us. And the idea of putting a musician with a Nidra is mind blowing to me. Right. And the, and Okay. First off, I just want to say, if you haven't tried Yoga Nidra class and you live in LA, I want you to go find Nadia (laughs) because she's going to blow your mind. Second thing I want to say is that you said earlier, um, you know, there's a difference about doing a a Yoga Nidra about (laughs) self-love or, (laughs) right. Or being, having the channeling ability and being in, in alignment with the nidra that comes out and through you, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Like, like I um I did a, a class on Friday night, and I go. I'm really into like the cosmos. So not so much astrology, but more like the stars and the moons and the planets. And so I focus on that. And when I'm in that space, the nidra people are like floating upside down. You know, they're mm-hmm. like astronauts. And so there's something about being true to yourself in this practice, right? And I think that's one of the greatest gifts about finding this practice is that you can allow yourself to be creative and be true and help people kind of navigate this other dimension Mm -hmm. where where they begin to heal their body. Yeah. In a way that feels relatable to them. Like, um, you know, I, I, I follow, I used to follow a bunch of these influencers that would be like, eat this seed and you will become (laughs) the most radiant, happy human being or do this meditation and you'll love yourself forever. And they would be like, and I know that you have blonde hair, but it would be like these, these like very blonde, like fit women who were like in Bali half of the year. And like this, this thing that, no, I think it's aspirational. So mm-hmm. it's like they would get they get like a plethora of followers because they're aspirational for a lot of people. Right. But then I think the people that are that are attracted to me are not looking for that sort of aspirational. They're looking for someone that's relatable to them. Like I, a lot of my clients, I'm I'm a queer woman. There, a lot of my clients are queer. They don't even know that I am. They just come to me. It's like they're drawn. Yes. Um, they're in the music industry, or you know. And again, just drawn. Yes. Um, and it's like a smaller niche of people. I'm not going to be as relatable to like, I'm not going to make as much money as that blonde girl in Bali for sure. <laughs> but it's, it's, this is what they're drawn to. So when mm-hmm. they know about my love for music and my, um, and you know, the, I joked about this, like not being able to clearly transmit the self-love uh, yoga nidras because you know I'm still working on that myself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's like how can you, um, you can, how can you hand this over to someone if you're not completely in it yeah so 
when it comes to, you know, navigating the darkness. And I really like the cosmos too, you know, the cosmos or music, whatever it is. It's like, what am I passionate about and how can mm -hmm. I um, share that with other people who are similarly passionate about it? Right. So, yeah. So good. It's, it's, this is such a journey. It really is. And have you found that your, um, like the hypnotherapy has helped you or your psychic uh, mediumship has helped you? I would say that the yoga nidra helped my hypnotherapy. Really? Not vice versa. Um, and that the psychic mediumship helps everything. <laughs> That's so rad. Yeah. Oh, being wow. A clear, being a clear, I, I would say that the way that you're, you become a clear channel, to, huh. I think everyone could be a psychic medium. And I say psychic medium so people understand that I channel spirit, but it's really, I just, it's just, I always just call myself a transmission, uh -huh. um, but yeah. which is way more vague. So it's not as clear. Um, but, you know, yoga nidra is the way you sink in and then out in order to clearly start channeling. Yeah. Um, so you need yoga nidra or a very deep form of meditation to, to be a great channeler. And I'm not saying I'm great, but I think that's how people get there is like sinking in at least two or three hours a day. I mean, it's like a, it's a process. Um, Are you doing two or three hours a day? I was for the, throughout the summer. Now I'm too busy, but I was doing about two hours of um, meditation or nidra per day. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about that for a minute because I'm at like, <laughs> I do like an hour and a half and I'm trying to get to two hours because it's... I, I feel totally different, Nadia. Yeah. It's like, mm -hmm. I, I can be like superwoman. <laughs> like, it's crazy. So let's talk to our listeners who are, you know, trying to explore this practice. How do they begin? Well, I think it's different for everyone. Um, for me, it came out of necessity. I had a very intense event happen to me in April. And even though Yoga Nidra was a part of my life already, I was doing very um, whimsically, as most Geminis do. <laughs> and then I was like, I need this medicine. I need this medicine as much as possible. So I wasn't working for months at a time. And I would do, I mean, at that point, I was doing it like four hours a day wow. it was like, I just need, I need, like, you think of it as medicine, yes. you know, you think yes. of it as like the doctor gives you a pill for your cholesterol. You could take that or you could do yoga nidra. And I know that seems like very extreme to say that, but really it's not because mm -hmm. most people's high cholesterol is caused by stress, Right. you know? So if you're doing yoga nidra, you're decreasing your stress, you're getting rest and restoration, you're coming and bringing your body to a state of homeostasis, yep. you know, fill in the blank. And yep. then you'll find that this, these medications that you're taking, you don't necessarily need to take them. So if you just think of it as like, okay, I'm going to devote the next three to six months of my life really practicing this then you'll find that that's the medication that you need. Not for everything, obviously. I'm a, I'm a big fan of fusing the power of Western medicine with, with uh, Eastern modalities because there's obviously some things that need um, medical, like yes. medical care, but yeah. there's some things that are over, pers over uh, prescribed or mm -hmm. over um, diagnosed mm -hmm. that, you mm -hmm. know, 
the simply just deep, deep rest and restoration and stress relief will help. So just think of it as medicine. And I feel like the people who's very sciencey minded people can be like, get behind this too, because if you do research, like I was listening to this guy named Eric Vance on this podcast called On Being, and he's a science writer and he doesn't believe in a lot of the very esoteric stuff, but he did say that that hypnosis um, is a real thing. Like the, the, the helping people through hypnosis is a scientifically proven thing. And when it comes down to it, and it's a totally different word, and I know, I think Jana would disagree a little bit on this, but, but yoga nidra is hypnosis and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're going into the hypnagogic state, yep. which like philosophers of new thought and Eastern philosophers and scientists all agree when you go into that hypnagogic state, like rapid transformation is possible. And <clears throat> scientists don't know why, but they can right. track the neuroscience of it. Yeah. But we know why. And they don't like our explanations. So if they keep prescribing hypnosis to people, it's still they're still just prescribing um, yoga nidra in a sense, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's so... <sighs> yeah. I think that the hypnosis and the hyp- uh, yoga nidra are such a good blend. Uh, I'm going through hypnosis training right now, and I yeah. so much. So there's similarities, and I think the two combined are super powerful. Uh, and there's so much healing, and I like that that you said. You know, we're overly we're over subs- uh, prescribed, and taking that time, you know, three, four hours a day just to uh, calm down the autonomic nervous system, right? Just relax the whole body. And once we start relaxing the whole body, the neurochemicals in the brain start to shift, Mm -hmm. right? Everything starts to change. And if we start to do that every day, you know, we start with 20 minutes a day. If you're brand new to this practice, start with 20 minutes, start with 15. Zoe Cannett has a beautiful 15 minute practice right? Like there's so many gorgeous practices out there that are short and small and then working your way up to like what Nadia and I do. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, <laughs> you're not going to jump into the deep end of the pool. No. It takes time and that healing occurs. Uh, and I see it happening, right? Like I see chronic pain disappear. Mm-hmm. I, see, I see depression go away uh, because of how the chemicals in the brain release and change and the pathways change. So you guys, this is such a powerful practice. Uh, There's so much to talk about. I can't even, there was one more thing I wanted to ask you about, um, but now I'm blanking out. Okay. We talked about, do you have a secret, like a secret place that you go and do it at, or do you just do it in your bed? Um, I just do it in my, my bed or on my couch, which is also like a futon, but, um, nice. yeah, I don't have a, what, do people have secret places they do it? In? Well, you know, okay. So there's, there's a community called, which I love another, there's another community in the yoga nidra world and they create like a sacred space. Hmm. You know? So I, I don't do that. I just do it on my bed. Um, so mm-hmm. I have an infrared sauna sometimes that I do it in, mm-hmm. uh, and then, do you think that there's a difference or do you feel the difference between doing it by yourself and in a class with others? 
I go deeper when I do it by myself. Me too. It's mm-hmm. so interesting, right? It's such a different experience in a class. But, and I love being in a class with a teacher uh, because there's something about the community, like the energy of the space. Uh, but when I'm in my own, I'm like you. Yeah, it's too, especially since I am like a channel, it's too activating for me. Uh, I start absorbing other people's stuff just comes into me. Yeah, um, yeah. It's too chaotic, like energetically chaotic. Not all the time. Right. But oftentimes I will be picking up energy from other people as it's being released. And that's my problem because I have to put up like stronger boundaries. But when I'm by myself, it's more like, it's just a deeper experience. Beautiful. However, um, when I'm by myself, I'm more likely to just kind of let my body sleep. And then when I'm in a group, I get really crazy messages that come through. Wow. It's different every time. It's different. Yeah, every time. it's different every time. <laughs> so good. Ah, <laughs> uh, Nadia. Okay, so where are people going to find you if they're in LA? Where are they going? So currently, I'm only teaching a um, fusion class of Kundalini and Yoga Nidra. It's at Cultivate um, in Atwater Village, Cultivate Meditation and Wellness. I also teach Kundalini at One Down Dog in Echo Park. Nice. Um, but they can go to my website and download Nidras as they arise or arrive or go to my Instagram. My Instagram is at Nadia Noir and my website is um, NadiaDiamante.com. I'm also starting a podcast soon called The Transmission where I'll be talking to different like musicians, healers and activists um, about their spiritual connection to different musicians and then from there i'll be recording for every musician that they will be bringing to talk about i'll be recording a um special meditation for each musician yeah oh my god i'm all i'm all on that one you gotta tell (laughs) me when that goes live because i'm gonna be shouting about it probably sometime in january i'm just lined up all my guests now and i want to like batch batch record them so yeah good oh nadia such a delight talking to you today. I'm so grateful that you came on the show with me. You're such a bright light and such a great guide. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I want to just reverse a little and say, if you're a blonde girl in Bali, I still follow you (laughs) and you're still awesome. It's just, um, you know, there's like, I just have a different vibe. So I'm I'll just take the little tiny 1% that like me and I'm okay with that. <laughs> we all have our frequency, right? We all, we all have our frequency. Like, yes. We all have our frequency and our people find us, right? Like yeah. We, yeah. we all, it's, we're all shining stars, period. Yes. So good. All right, you guys have a great moment. May you find something bright, something light and something so juicy that you can be the best person you know how to be today. Until next time, take good care. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for listening. Make sure to grab that free yoga nidra practice over at lanekennedy.com forward slash free YN practice. Okay, take good care.